Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fiona Osborne. This is Inside Exec. Today we're going to look at a case study, and it's about malicious information and the spread of malicious information. Now, in earlier days in our careers, we used to talk about Chinese whispers, and we actually had an exercise that we did in training courses where we gave we had a line of people and we gave the first person the information and they had to whisper that information along the line and then the person at the end of the line had to tell us what the information was. And the message never got through exactly as it was given at the start. Now, that was a, a very physical activity, but these days we all obviously have the opportunity to do it far more electronically and to shortcut and use other examples, embellish sometimes rather than shorten the message, we'll, we'll make it longer. This case study is particularly about malicious information. So it's not just about that the message got misconstrued, it's about it started out as not factual information, someone's interpretation of information or an event, and that that has been changed or spread continuously so that the story around the person who started the information trail, it bolsters their position and their opportunity to create more havoc in an organisation. So what we're going to look at today is, okay, we know that this is the case. We know that there's two parts to the story. There is the facts and there is the story that's being spread around that has some factual basis but is not completely the facts and has therefore been turned into a malicious attack on a person or a part of the organisation or the organisation itself and the way they're conducting their business. So how do you, once you hear this malicious information or you're the subject of it, how do you deal with that situation? If you happen to be present at somebody doing this misinformation and we heard the motive is not very nice, the motive is to be ignored themselves and discredit others and make themselves the person of knowledge or something, an authority. There's a couple of ways you could handle it. You could handle it by saying, this is not true. I know that the facts are. That's mm-hmm. one way. Again, depends on the time, place and the environment that might work. Another one might be, oh, okay, I hear what you said. That wasn't my understanding. And then give the context and give how what your understanding is of the facts. And then if you have got the facts, then refer to those facts. So actually, if you look it up on our policies and procedures, or if you look up the information letter that came out or whatever it is, or you look at that at the website or whatever, do it that way. Refer them to the source of the facts, where the facts are. That's there and then. If you don't have any of that and you think to yourself, look, I know that's not right, but I haven't got the material to present or, or the, the facts, then do nothing. Just sow the seed is, oh, okay, well, thanks for that. Um, something at the back of my mind is telling me otherwise, but I don't know what it is yet. So just let them know that you're not 100%, but you don't want to speak and leave it at that. And then follow it up later. And then you might say, oh, guys, I had to look it up. Remember when I was there, I wasn't sure. Here's the facts. Here is where the source of knowledge is. Here's the factual information. That could be for the group you were in or the meeting you were at or whatever. But this communication of the facts, 
whether it is, it's got to be in writing, it's got to be validated, it's got to show the material that will indicate that what was communicated before wasn't right, but don't focus on that person or that communication, just the facts, just the facts. That will take you back to communications in general, which is Kim's favorite topic, and that is in every case, try and be on the front foot in an organization where the facts are communicated and where to go if there is in doubt. So if two people were saying, oh, no, I don't think it was A, no, no, they never used to do it that way, or no, we didn't talk about that, go back to the source. Where is the source? Is it the minutes of a meeting? Is it an announcement? Is it whatever? Have something in the organization where people can go to that source and not rely on who said it and who people like or don't like. The dilemma, I guess, is that you in those situations, you, you have people who don't want to be wrong. They don't want to be wrong about the opinion or the path they've taken. So we can do all of that and we can say, here's the facts, here's what actually happened, here's the history, whatever else it is. And the person that you're presenting it to was internally saying, well, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to accept any of this. I don't want to hear any of this. And so they say, oh, well, that doesn't matter. Or I, I still believe what I believe. You can't fight that. You can't make them change their mind. You're right, because deep down they don't want to. They, they know it's wrong, but they want to believe it. So I think over time that would have to be dispelled because Okay, this time you might think that, and then next time and next time. So over time, by continuously presenting the facts, they realise that the source where we're hearing and supporting is malicious. It depends, again, environment will, and, and all of that. Someone then who is responsible to, to stop that malicious behaviour has to be brought back to the organisational culture and ethics and values to say, look, I even if you approach it by the nice way by saying, I'm not sure if you mean to, but you seem to be contradicting or misinforming or whatever examples. There's about three or four. It's not very helpful. And then try to talk to that person or the person in charge has to say something to the effect. This is not acceptable. It's not within our values and behavior and causing disruption or, or damage or whatever it is. Again, each situation, and initially try to get the facts to speak for themselves, let those people who made it, uh, took a side come to, after a couple, realise that I better not, it's embarrassing, it doesn't work, then you've got to go to the source and, and say, this is not how we think and work and this is not the way we're going to treat each other. I think the important thing is to call it out, and to call it out as early as you can. Don't let it fester, don't let it continue, don't let them think that they can get away with it, whatever, whatever, however you perceive it, but it has to be called out, it has to be dealt with, it's not pleasant, yes. but consequences of letting it continue are less pleasant as well, because it, the situation will not get better of its own accord, and it will cause division in your organisation, regardless of what kind of an organisation it is. And it creates a whole lot of, not unpleasant, but it makes people uncomfortable to be around a situation where they think this might happen or this might be said or that might be said. And so productivity goes down, you get less out of the corporate culture than you would otherwise. So it really is a, a situation where once it is identified, 
you need to address it immediately. I agree. Because it takes you away from the task at hand. You're too busy getting emotional and actions around that instead of what you're there for and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And if it's not moving you forward, it's creating stagnancy and dissatisfaction and you lose good people. You don't lose the bad people because they're happy in that environment. They want the chaos, but you won't lose the good people. And you can't afford to do that because you can't get them back. You know, they, what they remember is their last experience with an organisation and they think, well, I'm not going to go back there because those people who seem to be the problem are still there. So I don't want to work in that environment. And you, you just can't undo the damage yes. that gets done if you don't address it and you're not seen to be a leader. And leadership is not all about glory. Sometimes the leadership stuff is hard and unpleasant and you don't enjoy it, but it still has to be done. Yes, exactly. We should leave it there. If you've been in this situation and you feel like you've got some things that, that worked for you, and you would like to share those with our listeners, we'd be happy to do that. For now, I'm Kimberly. She's for now, Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.